Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast with me, James Dixon. And uh, yeah, great to be back on the podcast. Uh, as I'm sure many of our podcast followers uh, and listeners know, um, we record these, uh, generally speaking, once a month. So we do a recording day. And uh, so it's always nice when I look in the diary and I see that we're on one of the podcast recording days. It's great to get back behind the mic and uh, and speak to the variety of guests that we welcome onto this podcast and speaking of guests we welcome today's guest joining us from Espoo which is about 15 kilometers outside of Helsinki in Finland our guest today is Erdal Kilinch he's the CEO and co-founder of Deal Room dealroomevents.com is their website and Erdal is on the show today to talk about um, Deal Room it is a, a web platform helping organizers to build effective business networks um, Erdal Thank you very much for joining the podcast today. Thanks a lot, James. It's a pleasure. Um, so I've had a little look at, uh, at Deal Room. I've had a little look at this, as I always do with our guests uh, prior to them coming onto the show. Um, but for the, for the purposes of our podcast listeners, tell us a little bit about the platform and what it actually does. Basically, the platform is a networking platform for the event visitors to go and see before the event who are coming to the event, which exhibitors, which partners are coming to the event, and then uh, contact them, communicate, chat with them, and book meetings in advance before going to the event. So when they go to big events, they are not lost, and uh, they don't know who to meet and which company to visit, and et cetera. So they organize their agendas well in advance. And um, th there are a number of different um, uh, providers who've come to the marketplace, both recently and some of them more longer term, who, who do um, similar services. And, th and th that there are a number of providers in, in the app marketplace. The difference with Deal Room, as I understand it, this is a, a web-based solution rather than a, an app. So people don't have to go through the process of downloading an app in order to access it. Tell us a little bit more about that. Like basically, Deal Room is, is web-based for mobile and desktop, and also there's the app uh, together. However, we want people to spend time when they are requesting meetings from each other. They, we want people to look at their profiles, the details, the company information, and then get themselves ready. Like we don't want people to book meetings like in two seconds and then spend 20 minutes of valuable event time with irrelevant people. That's why we put the focus on the desktop versions. However, mobile and the desktop they're all functional, all being used uh, based on the request of the, the, the demand of the user. Sure. And the difference that it puts us uh, from all other amazing tools out there that uh, lets people engage during events is that Deal Room, I often say that like, you know, uh, a software developer broken up with a boyfriend or girlfriend, a partner, uh, decides to develop a Tinder-like application, a matchmaking application. And then startup uh, companies, software startup companies, lots of them uh, trying to raise some funding uh, for their companies, for their ideas, go to a lot of events. And then event matchmaking, event networking becomes their need. So they decide to develop an event matchmaking platform, which Deal Room is not a platform defined, designed, and developed by software developers. It was by event organizers, and then we onboarded software developers based on the needs of the exhibitors, of the visitors, and the event organizers. So that makes us the uh, the difference. That makes a difference in the market for us. Sure. So, so, so it's come from people with experience in actually being part of the events community, as opposed to uh, uh, technicians who have just developed this because they see a, an opportunity, and lots of other people are doing it. Exactly. We like spend almost a year with event organizers, uh, face to face meetings, workshops, and then the surveys 
and uh, in that research and academic research too, while I was doing my academic uh, executive MBA. And mm-hmm. then after one year, we said like, okay, this, this idea is, is a tangible idea, it works, it has the potential to change the event industry, how people react in the event industry. And then we decide to put this as a business model and then develop the software. Absolutely. The, 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 as I said, that these um, uh, these types of application and services are, have become more and more popular. And I think it's fair to say that the, 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 the events community as a whole is in agreement that, that networking tools are making uh, the process of meeting people at events and more uh, productive it, it is a fantastic thing. But ultimately, systems like this can only be successful if you are able to successfully put people together with similar interests, with shared business interests, with shared objectives, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And that comes down to the information that you are given about the users. So how do you obtain accurate and good quality information about the people using the platform? Does, Does it sync with things like LinkedIn? Does it pull profiles in from elsewhere? So basically, exactly. The more information you have about the user, it's better that you match your algorithms work better. The whole point is that, that like, if I know that two persons are perfect match and they're going to make a deal, I should be able to put them into the same event. And then if they're not booking meetings together, I should be able to put them in the same workshop or same stage or whatever it is. That's the whole point. But acquiring data from the users, one thing that we find out in the market is that like each event, every single event is unique. And the data need and the, the matchmaking need for every single event is again unique. So in the room platform, the event organizers and us, we work together to develop the questions and answers to be asked. And then we integrate the ticketing system of the event. We integrate to the local uh, country information system to get company informations. Mm-hmm. Uh, if user allows us to take their LinkedIn information, Twitter information, Facebook information, etc., we take that information together. And then we also... Uh, get their habits, like what they are doing, what their heat maps, who they are contacting, etc. And then our, our algorithms keep improving the relevance of these people. I see. There's, there's one difference in our platform so far is that uh, when you compare with other platforms, we do not do recommendations because we don't want to lead people. We give them the options. We, they see the relevance. However, it's not like 90% or 100% or etc. relevance. It's just them to find out. And then the more they use, the more they engage, the more the similar profiles are engaged, the relevance gets improved. The whole point in an event for us that someone can book around like 16, 17 meetings in a day. What we want to do is to show the first 100 people to them, which that 16 person they should meet should be in the first 100 people's list. Okay. So so the system itself won't, won't make recommendations if i'm understanding this right to say we think you should meet this person it is up to the user to look through all of the relevant information and decide who they choose to to make contact with exactly we don't we don't recommend we do the relevance and then it's the user to decide because it's their business it's how they react Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to the usability of this, um, as as I mentioned, I know you mentioned that. Sorry, that, that there is a there is an app for this, but um, on your own website it says that it's a web based uh, service. So somebody would just go into a browser on their mobile device and access this. Um, 
how well does it integrate with other apps? Can it integrate with uh, event apps that are being operated by the organizer themselves? So can it dovetail in with those so that people are only accessing it via one sort of portal? Like basically, we have had many events asking us to give us the, uh, give them our APIs so that they can integrate to their uh, apps they are using. And we have our APIs, like the API of the agenda, API of the profile, the API of the authentication, and et cetera. So if these events are using different apps, we always tell them, don't use two different apps. If you are using two different apps, like Deal Room and another app, only have the agenda in Deal Room because then people get two agendas, they don't sync, and then they have two commitments. They want to be on the stage and they want to sure. meet someone. So we ask event organizers to have only one single tool for people to have their full agenda. And a, again, API integrations to the ticketing system, to the event website, to the event application that they are using. Yes, we do that. And um, the, you're, as I said at the top of the show, you're based uh, at the moment in Finland. You're, you're in Espoo, just outside of Helsinki. Um, how long has Deal Room been available? And, and is it just a European product at the moment? Is it just in your part of the world? Or how far has, has the product spread so far in terms of the users that you've achieved? So basically, Deal Room has been established in January 2018, which is like, what, 15, 16 months. And then mm -hmm. since then, uh, we have been to 12 European countries. Uh, like I can say, except Iceland, all the Baltics and Nordics. Mm -hmm. We had an event in UK, uh, a few events in Germany and Spain. And uh, nowadays we are getting some tracking from the Balkan area. because There are lots of B2B e-commerce and tech events there. And we had had some uh, events in US and uh, also uh, in Thailand and uh, some events that are lined up for the fall term in Australia and Southeast Asia. So basically the team is, uh, the core team is located in Finland. Uh, the rest of the team is kind of like in Canada, in Turkey, in uh, Norway, mm -hmm. that we are working together. And uh, the demand that the tracking we are getting is kind of all over the world uh, as, as uh, the brand and the concept of getting people meet and sit in dedicated meeting areas or getting people meet at the exhibitors so that the exhibitor companies yeah. can manage their meeting areas and their performance. So it's getting tracking all over the world and it makes the name there. Like, you know, Deal Room is the one that you meet and make deals. Uh, is the difficulty with, it, with all of these types of platform actually getting people to use it effectively? Because I've seen a number of great solutions and, and, and great options for matchmaking and networking, but it, you've still got to rely on the actual users engaging with it and actually using that. How have you seen the uptake of using not just your own service, but services like this in the events industry? And are we getting better at it? Or is the uptake still quite slow as an overall uh, statistic? When you look at the industry, like the tech events, the, the uh, like tech events, almost all of them have to have a networking application because the, the demand from the startups, investors, et cetera, is high. When yeah. you go to B2B and e-commerce, the demand is just going a little bit higher. Right now, like the, I can say around 5% of the market, B2B market, events market, is penetrated with these networking applications or platforms. Yeah. So it's going up. And I give, always give this example. When you compare the, the fees paid for an event networking application is less than a fraction of the whole event budget. 
But if the platform fails, the event fails. Yeah. Like, you know, if your catering fails, you can't find the last minute solution. If, you know, electricity goes, something happens, it happens, it's event, it's the most stressful job. But if your networking platform fails, you are basically ruining the whole event because people book their meetings, they want to meet there and that money, they're going to talk money and business and relations. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I see it that, that there's still an opportunity for people to, I suppose it's, it, it's taking away the, the element of chance. And we've spoken about this on the podcast before is, is, is removing this element of chance that there is a scenario where to play devil's advocate for a minute, if, if, if uh, a platform like deal room failed and it, and it wasn't available at a particular event, people could still go into that event, but then they would be leaving things to chance. The, the actual um, chances of success and meeting people that are like-minded or share similar objectives or who they could do business with are reduced, not just a small fraction, but heavily, aren't they? By just walking into a room or a massive expo and thinking there are 10,000 people in here, who do I go and speak to? Because you can't just tap people on the shoulder and start saying, hello, uh, could I speak to you for a minute? Um, it just doesn't work like that, does it? So, you know, it, it, people could still do it, but actually the chances of doing it successfully are reduced hugely when platforms like this don't work. Exactly. And think about it. Like, you know, right now the world is extremely small for, for industry. And this industry expert, doesn't matter if it's textile industry or travel industry or film festivals or whatever, name any industry. The core players, they already all over the world, they know each other. And all these events, they have either met each other or seen each other or know the company. Sure. But when it comes to verticals, now it's a business about the verticals. Like you're in textile industry and then you have IOT and variable technologies, this and that, these verticals. So getting these verticals to textile people, getting them to meet and leaving these to chances is not working. It won't work. You have to give utilities to people so that they are in advance meeting each other. They get to know each other. A textile core business, textile producer, will have no idea who are the small startups or mid-level companies doing, doing wearables, mm-hmm. doing IT or you know, uh, production systems or production software, whatever, or e-commerce. So you need to give them options, especially for the verticals. And another aspect is I'm an extrovert in, in person, but when it comes to events, I really cannot tap on a shoulder of someone and say hi. It's really hard for me to icebreak. Being a really extrovert, I'm an extrovert on the edge. Yes. And event networking, I cannot icebreak. When you have a platform that the photo is there, some information is there, you remember the face and it's easier to get in. Hey, John, you are working for this company, right? Boom, you are done. Now you can carry over. It's, it's an interesting uh, dynamic, isn't it? Because we're using technology we're using you know ones and zeros and code and algorithms to actually make it easier to engage on a human face-to-face level aren't we because some people are just scared to do that some people are scared to do what i mentioned which is walk into a room full of people tap somebody on the shoulder and say can i speak to you what do you do where do you work you know could could we do business so th- th- there's an interesting paradox isn't there that we use all of this technology to essentially make the task of human interactivity a little bit easier look james let me put it this way right now you are looking at the camera i'm looking at my screen so i feel like i see your eyes this yeah. is how business goes 
This is how trust is built in human brain. We have to look eye to eye to build the trust. It's the easiest way. So getting people meet each other face to face doing business is the most efficient way. So no matter what kind of software do, no matter what kind of augmented realities, virtual realities we have, people are gonna still handshake, feel the heat, make an eye contact. And we have to provide this. We have to, like I, I keep using this, we have to reconnect people. Mm. We have to take people out of these other social platforms and then put them in face-to-face -face meetings within events. I think about all these social platforms, 50% of them are, them are just uh, bots, the content. Yeah. And then around 30% of the users in, in uh, these social platforms are people below uh, 22 years old, so not decision takers. And then you wanna sell something. <laughs> and you are left with just 10% of the content there. You're paying a lot of money to be able to reach that 10%, and if you are lucky, you can sell it. But face-to-face yeah. -face in an event, it works. Event businesses, no matter how technology develops, as long as human being is there, people are gonna still do face-to-face -face meetings. People are gonna make the deals face-to-face. Uh, uh, absolutely. And, and I guess something else that I was talking about with, um, with somebody on the podcast a few months ago is the, um, the way in which events have, as, as a sector, I suppose, I don't know if streamlined is the right word, but um, events that weren't run very, very well and weren't delivering successful returns for their exhibitors and for their visitors have fallen by the wayside. They finished. They don't exist anymore. So what we're left with is a smaller portfolio globally of better events, of, of established, well-run events who are now perhaps starting to take the, the, the next steps forward, having established themselves as the leading event in whatever industry or whatever sector. They're now looking at ways to make their event even more successful for the people who are supporting it. And this is where platforms like this come in, doesn't it? It's where the successful events really want to take it to the next level. Exactly. And then like, you know, when you, when you look into the event industry, now there are four main pillars of the event industry. One pillar is that like, you know, exhibiting yourself. Yeah. And the other pillar is the content. And the third pillar is to get people network. And the fourth pillar is the touristic side, the adventure. Mm -hmm. If you don't have these four pillars together, if you're not able to provide an adventure and if you're not able to get people network, then the event is not working. Like the old school event business, hey, put everybody in a big hall and that they meet. Don't give them any food or coffee or after party or whatever. So people are traveling long distances with airplanes and et cetera. You have to give them some adventure. So anyone combining all these four pillars and then working on it is, is, a, is a great event. And it, it makes sure that the event is growing up. Like we had events that providing meetings, networking meetings in ski lifts. Like people were matching each other on the platform yep. and going up to ski lift, 20 minutes they were pitching. <laughs> Amazing. We had, we had events that our people were doing uh, meetings on a, a raft, yeah. on a kayak. And then like, you know, uh, in two weeks, we're going to have an event that people are going to do meetings in sauna. Yes, that's the finish one. <laughs> but, but yeah, but stereotypically finish. And, and I guess another major benefit to, to, to these types of platforms um, and something that we may not have touched on. Yes, a lot of it can be done in advance. So you can 
turn up uh, at nine o'clock in the morning or at 10 o'clock whenever the event starts with a full agenda for the day. But the other major benefit that they have is the ability that, let's say you have a meeting that you didn't set up through a platform like this. And 10 minutes before that meeting's due to begin, they phone and say, we're very sorry, we're stuck in traffic. We won't be there for another two or three hours. Suddenly you have a big two or three hour window in your schedule for the day. What do you do? You know, the ability of having platforms like this, they can go straight on it and use that time effectively by using exactly. the tool. So it's not just about pre-planning, is it? Exactly. It's like, you know, people, people, for some reason, we had people, uh, their wife gave birth the night before the event and they had like booked 20 minute meetings. Like, you know, 20 people are going to suffer next day. And he was a happy guy that he, he became a father. But, you know, if there was the platform there, he, he communicated all these people and then he apologized and then he made sure that they are in touch. And even after the event, you can still get in touch. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I always ask um, with, with technology uh, providers who come on the show um, about future plans because um, often uh, new companies come uh, into the marketplace. They have a very specific offering, a very specific idea, a very specific platform in a sense, um, and a very specific target as to what they want to achieve. Um, but beyond the, the matchmaking, the, the you know, networking and bringing people together, do you, do you see any other scenario where DealRoom could make its, uh, a name for itself within the technology marketplace? Now, basically on DealRoom, our focus is to get people meet at event and manage their agendas and make deals. Like what we want to do is you go to, let's say, small event, 1,000 people. And then you have a bunch of business cards at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So with a networking platform, with deal room, that 1,000 people becomes a lead. And then with the relevance, with your own sorting and et cetera, you define your qualified leads. And then with the mating and follow-up, you make sure that they're potential customers. Yeah. And then you are able to manage even your performance after the event. So this is, this is where the value is. And this is where we want to focus on. Like we, we, we will provide some further tools for the event organizers to be able to better manage their agendas, the event agendas, their team performance, and et cetera. We are developing tools uh, to, for the exhibitors. However, our core is getting people, meet each other, do the meeting, and then follow up together to make a deal. And we're going to focus on this. Like we don't want to go any augmented reality technologies or et cetera. Right now we are working on AI, but you know, that's trendy. Everybody's on AI. <laughs> and I keep calling this AI is not really AI. It's IA, which is intelligent algorithms. Because if you don't have enough data, if the data doesn't learn itself, it's not AI. It's just, you have some intelligent algorithms that you need to feed with the data and get it improved by itself. Then it becomes AI. So, Right now, we are, we are uh, developing the AI side. And the point that I want to be, the room has to be there. If I know two businesses in different countries, somewhere in the world, when they log in, but I know from my data, from the AI, that these guys are perfect match, they're going to do a business. Then when they log on to the room platform, they should see the event that is optimized for both of them. Like one guy in UK and the other guy in China. Yeah. And then bringing both of these guys to an event, let's say in Romania. And then just getting them meet there, like doing the whole logistics, 
before even people realize that the platform is doing the logistics for them. This sure. is where I want to reach. This is where deal room is aiming to reach. If we can manage this with the data, with our algorithms, it's going to be amazing. Right now, we are able to optimize in event. And then our next step is going to be out event that getting these people meet each other face to face and do the business because we know that they're going to make business. Fantastic. We've been talking on the podcast today to Ed Alkilinch. He's the uh, CEO and co-founder of Deal Room, um, based over in Finland. And we've been talking here, uh, to, uh, to Ed Al today um, about Deal Room and its ability to, to, to matchmake, uh, to allow people to network a little bit more effectively. And uh, as I said a, a few times on the podcast um, today, this is, this is not a brand new uh, idea. There are other platforms out there. Other providers are doing this. But I think uh, as, a, as an industry, I think it's very, very fair to say that we are pretty much on board with this idea that let's make the most effective use of our time when we go to events. Let's utilize tools like this to make our meetings more effective and to meet the right people when we are only maybe out of the office for one, maybe two days at the most at events like this. So um, it's been great to talk to you today, Airdale. Thank you very much for the time to join the podcast. Thanks a lot, James. If you're uh, listening to the podcast today via your podcast platform, uh, head over to eventindustrynews.com. There is a video podcast uh, available of today's episode, as well as videos of all the previous episodes. And whilst you're on there, you can also check out all the latest features, special reports and news that's on eventindustrynews.com. If you're watching this via the website as we speak, then hop onto your favorite podcast provider, download all of the episodes of the podcast as audio-only versions. Great to listen to on your commute to and from work or when you're out and about. And just finally, before we go today, we should give a mention for our guests' uh, website and how to get in touch with them. Dealroomevents.com is where you can find uh, information about Deal Room. And I think at Deal Room Events on Twitter and all the various social media platforms is, uh, is also a great way to get in contact. So our thanks again to our guest, Ed Alkilinch from Deal Room and we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast thanks very much bye-bye cheers